As we celebrate the Feast of the Transfiguration, we know, of course, that Jesus gave the apostles, Peter, James, and John, this experience to help them uh, and uh, in order for them to be able to help the other apostles and, and the rest of the disciples of Jesus. Because he knew, and according to Luke's gospel, uh, they were discussing his exodus, his passing over from life into death and back into life, of course, uh, we have to add, because he was to be raised from the dead. He was discussing that with uh, Moses and Elijah. And we might say, well, Moses and Elijah. And, you know, uh, the Jewish people, these are the two heroes. These are the two main people. Moses, the lawgiver, and Elijah, the, the chief of all the prophets. Uh, most, probably the most um, powerful of all the prophets. If you remember, there, there were a number of things, but uh, withholding rain, calling down fire on, on the altar of sacrifice, um, uh, being a witness to God's power. Both of them, by the way, had successors. Moses had Joshua. Elijah had Elisha. Both of those names mean the same thing that Jesus does. In fact, Joshua is very close to Yahshua, which is Jesus' name in Hebrew. Jesus is the follower, the successor, the one who fulfills and completes their mission. And so they're, as they're talking about all of that, Jesus is transfigured in, their, in the midst of uh, Peter, James, and John. That um, It's not that his glory peaked out, but he gave them a glimpse of who he really was. So that when he was to be crucified, that they would not be scandalized by seeing the utter degradation of humanity and, and how far Jesus could fall. That they could say... There's something more. There's something more. In fact, St. Peter gets that pretty well. And today in our, in our second reading, we have St. Peter's witness. We do not follow cleverly devised myths. Reminds me, I, I was talking to Karen uh, about different things, and, and I, I know of a particular parish not in our diocese, and I'm sincere about that. Um, but I know the, uh, the person who it, it involves. Um, embezzled money from the parish to the tune of a couple uh, more than, let's put it this more, it had more zeros than it should have. And I'm not talking two decimals after a decimal. Two zeros after a decimal. And I told her, I'm not that smart. And St. Peter seems to be saying that too. Look, we're not, we're not that smart. We're not following cleverly devised myths. We're not following false doctrines and things that we've made up. We're following Jesus Christ. We had an experience of him. We were there with him on that holy mountain. We were there with him and we witnessed his glory. We heard that unique declaration. This is my son, my beloved, with whom I am well pleased. We're not lying about the resurrection. These are not cleverly devised myths. These are not doctrines that are made up. But what we proclaim is what we know, know to be true. We experienced it. In our spiritual lives, perhaps, hopefully, we've had an experience of Jesus Christ. 
It might be, you know, might have been some time ago or whatever, or it might be that we're in a really good place right now where we know Jesus Christ is with us. We've had an experience of Jesus Christ, and we are called to do the exact same thing as Peter, James, and John did. Not, don't tell anyone until after, but rather, this is who Jesus Christ is. If you're paying attention, even even the news on the coronavirus, uh, somebody pointed out uh, that I was listening to, somebody pointed out, isn't it interesting that we don't see the stats and figures, we hear anecdotal evidence. We hear about that person getting sick and that person getting sick and that person getting sick. We live in a world that's looking for experience, not data, not myths, not doctrines. We as Catholics have it. That experience of Jesus Christ, an experience that we might not be completely aware of as we receive him this day, but an experience all the same of Jesus Christ coming into our lives, who wants communion with us, who wants to be one with us, and not only one with us, but wants us to be one with each other. This is what we experience. Are we like Peter, James, and John then sharing that experience, telling people the same thing that Peter did? We're not following cleverly devised doctrines, myths, old wives' tales, something for the uneducated. Rather, we're following what we know to be true because we've experienced it. When we do so, that's when we're true witnesses.